Hi guys and welcome back to the Hour of Conversation. Alright, so today is going to be a quick episode, but I wanted to talk about um, a topic that's been up around in Bermuda um, recently. So we have a company that's trying to do um, a Blue Prosperity Plan. Um, For those of you that kind of aren't really into environmental stuff and don't know what it is, a Blue Prosperity Plan is just um, a nationwide, so island-wide plan. to better use the marine resources in Bermuda. So when you refer to anything blue, it just means ocean or marine, anything green is on land. Um, So they're doing a blue prosperity plan um, that's split into two different types of um, documents. um, And one of them is a marine spatial plan and marine spatial plans are globally recognized. But what they do is they help better use the better use and um, differentiate the resources in a marine space. So basically trying to figure out where is the best place to um, utilize certain marine stuff and how the marine environment is being utilized. Um, So yeah, so that's what the goal of it is. That's what they're trying to do. Um, And what I'm touching on is how that process is going. Um, So they've opened it up where they've come up with this draft and now they've opened it up to the public and the public um, are giving their feedback about how they feel about this um, this endeavor and the plan that they're presenting. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of go through how it went. I went to a meeting on Wednesday night um, in the Somerset area, which is just the western end of our island, uh, to discuss the plan and how it's going and the fishermen were not entirely happy about it um i'm gonna go live on instagram and kind of update the Bermudian people about how it went this was wednesday it's now saturday i've had a lot going on since so i haven't been able to recap um what's going on but bear with me um so i'm just gonna kind of go through how it went and my views on it um i am a part of a smaller group that they have they call them ocean village groups and what they are to split up into six specific topics that are um, focused more on the larger stakeholders or the people actually working within that industry of whatever group you end up picking um and I, the opportunity was presented to me to be a part of one of those groups so we went to the meeting on wednesday it was like a town hall meeting i guess you can describe it as um, where the community could just come and genuinely give the feedback. Um, and it's all in draft form, but I think that's something that's kind of been lost in translation, which is fine, you know, it's a whole process. Um, but I'm just going to go on live and kind of update everybody on how it went because I said I was going to do it and I didn't do it. Um, if you do want to follow me on Instagram, my personal Instagram is at Amor, so that's A-M-O-R-R underscore 0811 uh, and then my business instagram is choice.ara let me sort this out and i got this new tripod which i think is amazing and i wanted to use it to um when i go on trips and stuff but for right now it's only letting me 
look sideways which is a bit weird i don't really want to look sideways but i might have to and i haven't been on instagram live in a long time so all right looks like i'm live on instagram hi guys waiting for people to pop up um I will have to put this on my business Instagram afterwards because I can't figure out how to connect both of them on live right now. And now is not the time to figure it out. Take out one of my earphones so I can hurt myself properly. Yeah, I'm going to have to just like prop myself up somewhere else because tripod is not working out. Bear with me, guys. Boom mic anyway but it works all right um i'll wait for a little bit more people to come on um and guys on instagram i'm using my mic as you see because i'm doing a podcast episode at the same time forget two birds one soon why not get it done so i'm making sure my system is together and the podcast mic is together um gear bear I don't know how to connect this to my business Instagram. It's like, it doesn't seem to be an option that I can figure out right now. Um, okay, but for the purpose of me finishing this podcast episode, people on Instagram, um, I'm just going to go in and film it and then um, I guess post it to a reel or something afterwards. Um, but this is just going over, um, as I said, the um, BOP stands for Bermuda Ocean Prosperity Plan. Um, sorry, Prosperity Program. Um, and what happens is on Wednesday night, as I say it to the podcast people, they had um, a community town hall meeting basically to go over the plan and um, what they wanted to implement. And I just wanted to go over how that went because it could have been better, um, but it wasn't a worse thing. And I think for context, what everybody has to realize um, is that Bermuda's in a very volatile state right now. You know, we're all... Uh, frustrated with the living conditions, but all frustrated with how expensive it is here um, and what we have to go through on a daily basis to make it financially and just to, to live here. So when you are in a political situation like that where a country is going through a hard time, it's probably not the best time to confront them with other stuff that kind of makes it seem like you're taking more away from them at a time when they don't have anything. Um so that was part of the issue. So the way that they presented this whole situation and the plan, I don't think was the best way to go about it. Um, government tends to have that that issue and that disconnect between um, when it might be appropriate or how it might be appropriate to talk to the community about stuff. Um, because I think instead of saying, this is what we're going to do, although it was reiterated a, a few times during the meeting and throughout this whole process that you know, everything is still in draft form. I think it was still a little bit of disconnect because you have people who have heard 
um, you know, through word of mouth, the mumblings of what's happening in the plan and what they're trying to implement and all the protected areas that they're trying to put in. And the fishermen, um, the fishers community just wasn't happy about it. So I think before the underlying mumbling, they came into the meeting um, with their own agenda, with what they had heard and just the fact that they wanted to shut it down. And um, they were completely upset about it, you know, for the right reasons. Um, for power to them because if you heard that and then you have this meeting and I think people also have to realize that uh, stuff like this has tried to be implemented in Bermuda um, all the time and historically the people don't get a say. You know, I've seen a few programs come and go that I feel um, are not the best because you have people in certain positions and this is uh, a problem with a few governments, not just Bermuda governments, but Bermuda government also does have this problem where you have people in positions and they're either not open to the new information or um, they're not qualified or um, knowledgeable about these situations that they're making decisions in. So it makes it way more difficult um, and they just make these decisions. So historically, we've had situations where people in Bermuda make these decisions and don't consult the public. Um, so in this case, they are consulting the public, but the public has this preconceived idea of what they're trying to do. Um, so all of that built together and then kind of coming in and saying, hey, we're doing this, this, and this, this. Um, although it was stated a few times that it was in draft form, you know, people were just not happy about it, um, rightly so, as I said before. So um, that was one of the main issues that, you know, they came in and they said, we're doing this, this, and this. I feel like it would have been better if they said this is the overview of the plan, yes, everything still is in draft form, um, but we have some questions for you because they were saying that we value your feedback, please give your feedback, but it was done in a way uh, where it was like, I don't know how to describe it. You kind of had to be there, but <laughs> it was in a way where, um, you know, they were saying we value your feedback, but the other problem was that the minister wasn't there uh, and I think a lot of the community was upset about the fact that the minister wasn't there. So the people that were there were the person that's their marine spatial um, expert. That um, lady was there. They had the blue economy specialist there. And there's actually people that have worked directly with the document. So rightly so, they will be there to help explain what's happening in the process. Um, and the director of DENR, which is the Department of Environment and Natural Resources, he was there as well. Um, and then they had the other community li liaison officers of BOP was there as well. So it's kind of throwing these people out in front um, of the sharks, I guess you could say, to present this information um, that they kind of are just doing their job. So I, I don't think it was the best idea for the minister not to come. Um, I mean, there, it was expressed that he did want to be there, but I guess he just um, wasn't able to. Hold on, I got my peaceful music in the background and it's kind of throwing me off. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so he wasn't he wasn't there either, which made it a little bit more of a, a feeding frenzy for everybody to be like, why isn't he hurt? So yeah, but the whole situation was that, as I explained through the podcast, I'll go to, over it again for my Bermudan people that don't actually know, but the Bermuda, the BOP program, Bermuda Ocean Prosperity Program, are trying to implement um, a blue economy strategy which is just to help us utilize our marine resources better and to um, get some more money into the island, basically, and to fund it. So this plan is split up into two plans, and I might not be explaining it the best. You guys know I have a bit of a hit or miss 
with my explanations. Um, but the Bermuda Ocean Prosperity Program is split up into um, two plans, which is the Bermuda Ocean, um, the Blue Economy. Hold on. Okay, let me look it up before I say the wrong thing, because I, I will do that. So it's two plans, right? You have um, the whole plan. It's called the, the Blue Prosperity Plan. So I'm not crazy. That is what it's called. And they split it up into the Marine Spatial Plan, which is basically a plan just to help better utilize the marine resources in Bermuda. So um, who does what? We're, what's protected, what's not protected, um, where to build, where not to build. So just to better manage those resources. Um, and then they have a blue economy strategy, which is the second part of the plan, but they go hand in hand because the blue economy strategy, from what I understand, is help is 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 implemented, sorry, to help fund all of the marine spatial stuff that's happening. So they go together. You can't have one before the other, because in order to have somebody pay for marine resources, they have to be um, conserved and pretty, which is where the marine spatial plan comes in. Um, so there were a few points that I wanted to touch on that were brought on by the people at this meeting on Wednesday that was in Somerset. Um, and they had one in town and they had one in St. George's, which is the eastern end of the island for my podcast people. Um, so they had it in three different locations um, and they will be doing this, I think, until November, it was stated. Um, but it's a, it's part of the process. So this is their community liaison process. Um, and for the people on Instagram, I stated already, but I'm part of one of the ocean villages that they have. So they have, I think it's about six ocean villages um, that are geared to certain stakeholders and people in the industry. So they're split up into different topics. Um, and I'm in one about conservation swimming and recreation or something like that. I don't know. Um, so I tried not to give too much of my input on Wednesday because I felt like it was a bit of a conflict of interest because I had had the same presentation that they got. It wasn't any different. Um, but I'm in a smaller group of people that kind of, um, you know, talk from a, a industry specific point of view. Sorry, I got hiccups. I always have hiccups. Um, okay, so from what I understand, and it was a good point, um, the fishermen were upset because of the protected areas they're trying to implement. Um, this is a very detailed plan, the marine spatial plan and the blue economy strategy. So I will not be able to go through it. I urge you to go onto their website, um, BermudaOceanProsperity.org, and just check it out for yourself. It's all available to the public. You can literally type whatever you feel and submit it to them. All of this is still in draft form, so they are open to any um, opinions. Um, but the problem that I was finding Wednesday night is they're open to opinions, but as always, you have government pushback where they kind of have an idea of how things, how they would like things to go. Um, so they're open to it to a certain extent, and that's where they fall short. Um, Bermuda fails to utilize a lot of the locals that are industry specialists. Um, you see it all the time where they unfortunately bring in outside help. Um, sometimes without consulting, consulting local people that are in that industry or without knowing that there are local people within that industry, but they don't do the research to find out. Um, it happens with me all the time, but with all of that said, you know, um, they seek outside help when there are people here that can do it. Um, so it, it's one of those things where they either ha they're either not open to it or just don't do the research. I don't know. It's, it's I mean, we all see it from time to time. Um, 
but the point that I'm getting at is, you know, that you're giving the feedback, but are they actually going to use the feedback or are they just kind of appeasing people? It is a bit of a hard one to, to, um, to balance. Um, I was going somewhere with that point. I'm looking at the computer at the same time. So I'm like losing my train of thought. Um, what was I talking about? I don't know. But either way, let's backtrack. Um, the points that were made that night, I think that's what I was talking about, is um, yes, they're open to it, but are they actually going to utilize it? Um, because the people in certain positions, you know, give you that pushback and it's only so much that the people on the ground can do without the government saying, you know what, right, we're just doing it whatever way we feel we need to do it. And in Bermuda, I feel like a lot of the stuff that people implement globally when it comes to the environment, so I'm talking about this at the moment from an environmental perspective, um, it's, it's all, this country's doing that, this country's doing that, but what we forget to do is make it Bermuda specific. So this plan will be wonderful and it, it is wonderful, it's very detailed, um, but we have to make it Bermuda specific. And I feel like they fail to realize that the fishermen are not the main cause of a lot of the environmental issues that we're going through um, in, a marine, um, in the marine sector. Um, you know, we have a lot of recreational activity the last few years prior to COVID, um, you know, with all of the carnival stuff and the raft ups, and I'm not sure how our regulations are when it comes to somebody's ability being able to buy a boat, go out and do charters or um, what am I trying to say? Like recreational activity in terms of um, hiring a boat and going through all of that. Um, we do a lot of drinking on our waters. We do a lot of partying on our waters. Um, you know, it's what you wear on your body in terms of like the sunscreens, um, people dropping anchor anywhere. It's a lot of illegal fishing activity. And I think that's what we need to focus on more. Um, there was also a person on Wednesday night that made a point, which was a valid point about how is this plan going to benefit um, the auto work young black man in our society and giving them opportunities to do that. Um, the blue economy strategy is geared towards creating more entrepreneurs in the marine sector. So giving them the ability to create their own businesses and having um, funding for that business, if it's going towards a marine resource or some sort of um, blue strategy. Um, so I guess that's a way to start, but then are you going to give the people, I don't know, the extra stuff that they need? Because in Bermuda, it tends to be a lot of legislation or legal stuff that gets in the way. So you can only have one of this at a time or you can need to do that at one time. So how is it gonna help expand? The blue economy strategy is also geared towards um, tourism so making a blue tourism uh, more of a thing for bermuda and another question that was proposed on wednesday is how are we going to add more to tourism because what we do in bermuda now you can go diving you can go snorkeling um you can you know take out the jet skis and the recreational water activities um you can go swimming what else do we do here oh so you can go out on charters and and go fishing or just do um, a boat, leisure cruise, those type of things. But what new is happening other than that? Because if you're coming to Bermuda and you've been here already, you know, if you've done that five or six times and you're kind of over it. So if we're talking about this is being geared towards sustainable tourism, then what are you going to do that's new um, tourism-wise to be implemented? And I think what the people were trying to get at, but what they didn't explain, because this is my interpretation of it, is that the blue economy strategy is geared towards 
people coming up with new innovative ideas, um, which is the only way this is going to work out. The other point that was made is that um, the blue economy strategy is geared towards interest in, sorry, attracting investors. Um, and you, you notice it time after time where people are not really investing in certain industries. And if they're not invested in this industry now, or they're not investing in local industries, local industries, local businesses now, and local entrepreneurs, how is this strategy going to change their want to do that? Um, which is all valid points and it's all stuff that you have to go through one at a time. You know, it's not a yes or no answer to these questions. You can't give just a a straight up um, reply to it because it's all something that you have to feel out with time of these type of strategies. Um, the um, Blue Prosperity Plan, you have to deal with whatever comes up as you go. You can't just say, well, this is going to go this way, this is going to go that way because you don't know how it's going to go, um, which makes it harder. But I think it's a wonderful plan. Um, I think if done correctly um, and with everybody on board, then it will be amazing for Bermuda. But you have to get everybody on board and you need to present this idea to them correctly. So I think this is going to be in the um, stage for a while going back and forth. You know, after they collect all the feedback from between now and November, I think it is, as I say it. Um, they'll go back, finalize it, and then have to present it to the public again. Now, at that point, I don't know if it's something that we'll be able to get feedback on or if it's going to be finalized, um, but that's the general idea of it and how it's going to go. Um, there are a lot of other industry-specific problems that could come up because with a lot of the fishing and um, protected areas that they're trying to implement, that's probably going to be the hardest push Um you know, what we really, really, really need to do, and we struggle with this in Bermuda so much with so many different industries, we need the um, the legislation behind it and we need the monitoring, monitoring behind it. <laughs> we need people to monitor this and then um, actually go ahead and enforce it. We have so much problems in Bermuda with enforcing stuff. You know, you get people that work on a certain job and they're saying, you know what, I don't feel like doing my job today. Uh, and they don't do their job and then the person slips through the cracks um, and it's just a lot of lawlessness going on around her because there's nobody to enforce it. The other problem, well, the other solution to that sort of problem is just to hire more people, um, which will create more jobs. But the problem, once again, is that government doesn't have any money. Um, and then people that do have money, because there are a lot of people that want to invest in making the environment better, whether it be green or blue strategies. Um, so green meaning land, blue meaning the ocean, once again. Um, you know, there are a lot of um, in the, uh, insurance companies that want to invest in that, a lot of corporate companies that want to invest in that. So it's money available for it, but it's how it's implemented and then having the local support because you can't do something like this on an island-wide scale without having the local support. It will fall through the cracks and it will still be the lawlessness. You know, you can have all the protected areas you want, but if there are still people going and not abiding by those laws or having somebody um, enforce that, then, you know, that's all she wrote. And it's just kind of pointless doing it in the first place. Um, so with all of that said, we definitely need to up our legislation, which is part of the, the Blue Economy Strategy and the Marine Spatial Plan. You know, there are a few different legislative tools that need to be put in place. Um, there are also um, a few schemes that need to come in. So more 
incentive it's also a point to be made how do you incentivize conservation which is something conservationists deal with all the time you know if you're telling a fisherman that he has to fish less then what are you giving him in turn to subsidize that loss so is that saying go out and fish for plastics um and you're not fishing for fish and then how do we pay you for that or um you know in bermuda what one of the problems that we have that i think a lot of people forget to highlight is that their private owned people that want waterfront properties are destroying um, those waterfront habitats, those marine habitats to build a dock or um, to expand their land. So, you know, how do you incentivize people with those type of properties to maintain and conserve that habitat? Because that's gonna be an issue as well. Um, you know, and, and on top of that, you know, you also have this sustainable tourism thing, you know, how do you get people to pay for, um, these habitats, does that mean implementing a green fund or a blue fund um, for tourism so that, you know, they pay into a part that goes back to conservation um, efforts and maintaining this habitat? So it's, it's a lot of different questions that we have to go through. And all of this is something that needs to be done legis through legislation because Bermuda is very worried with our legislation. Um, we have a lot of stuff that's missing, a lot of stuff that hasn't been brought up historically. So it's not in the... Um, legal documentation um so yeah it's, it's a lot to think about it's a lot to go through i just hope that the government is open to all of the feedback that they're getting that they're open to the new ideas because you know a lot of stuff is being phased out a lot of the fishermen that were there on wednesday night won't be there in the next 20 or so years and it's hard to think about it like that but that's just where the community is heading. You know, my um, grandfather and I have had a long talk about this for a while now, since it's been brought up. Um, you know, he's an old time fisherman and the way he fishes, a lot of modern people don't fish anymore, which is a problem. And I think his, um, I mean, I'll probably have him on the podcast at some point to go over that with him because he has a lot of ideas that I like and I wanna feed off and have a conversation about. Um, especially in, in terms of this. Um, but there are a lot of people that don't fish the way that he fishes. Um, you know, they don't use the resources how he used the resources. And sorry, hiccup again. <laughs> the um, older generation also needs to be open to what the new generation is saying because we don't do stuff. <sighs> These hiccups. We don't do stuff the way that they used to do stuff for a reason in certain cases. Um, so, I mean, the fishermen, they weren't happy and they're going to say, you know, don't do this, don't do that. But in terms of the environment and me being an environmental activist, you can't do nothing. We're a bit, well, not even a bit. We are past the point where we sit around and have these conversations because the conversations that we're having in the last three or five years, we should have had 10, 20 years ago. Um, so there's nothing that we can do about that now. You know, we don't have time to sit around and say, okay, we don't want to do that. Let's wait and see if a better option comes up. Um, because unfortunately that time for us has gone. We're at a point where, um, you know, the, the environment either we do it now, or we sit around and don't do it at all and just don't find a new planet. Like, you know, <laughs> but I'm not about planet hopping. And a lot of people at the meeting on Wednesday kind of was saying this type of agenda, um, the agenda of the Blue Prosperity Plan is built geared towards tree huggers who want to save the environment and aren't actually working on the ground, which yes, is the case, but when do we stop referring to people that are into the environment as tree huggers and just see it as conserving your well-being? Like, you know, like promoting 
your longevity because the people that are saying this like what happens when your grandchildren or great-grandchildren depending on the age aren't able to see the same things that you see i mean my grandfather did make a point when i made that point to him that um yeah but what are my children gonna do or my great-grandchildren gonna do when they can't fish at the ocean we'll figure something out but you know we're trying to figure it out now (laughs) so that we don't end up in that situation where that becomes a problem um, so it is a lot of stuff going on and it's a lot of politics and I don't like politics um, because I find it outrageous. <laughs> I find it outrageous that, that the common people can have these conversations and come up with ideas and solutions and, and give you this feedback and ideas and they just either aren't open to it or don't have the brain capacity to think of that. It, it baffles me. Um, you know, I have conversations with people all the time and I'm like, this is a simple fix for so many of Bermuda's problems and you know we, we just you don't get there and you don't have the right people as I said earlier in the right positions or um, knowledgeable in those positions to make those decisions which is crazy um, so they're making decisions based on stuff that they've read once or twice without actually taking feedback from industry people or taking feedback from industry people that they trust which is it's all political and I just can't deal with it it frustrates me a lot <laughs> Um, but anyway, so that's just a recap of Wednesday. It was a lot of people that were upset. The fishermen were upset because they feel like their resources are being taken away. And I think we need to relook, which is the whole point of it, because everything is still in draft. Um, we need to relook at what areas we're protecting. Um, there are certain habitats that need to be protected, like it's it's essential. So they're probably gonna get to a point where, you know, at what point do you stop trying to please everybody and give everybody a compromise you know you can't make everybody happy it's just it's going to be impossible with this so at what point do we stop and say we can't have the fishermen dictating (laughs) um certain stuff and it's hard because they're actually in the ground and on the floor and they need to be listened to because they're the ones actually doing the work you can't make a decision on how to fish if you don't actually know how to fish like it's just common sense you can't make a decision on somebody's job if you don't know how to do that job um but once again, there are a lot of issues that are going to arise with this because there are a lot of issues going on in Bermuda right now. Everybody's volatile. Nobody wants to focus on the environment when its health system, healthcare system needs to be looked at. You know, our education system needs to be looked at. Our financial situation needs to be looked at because, I mean, cost of living here is just outrageous. And everybody's just in a volatile state. So you don't come to people and say, we're going to focus on the environment, but we're taking away this, this, and this, and this because all of that's protected now. And then the fishermen are like, well, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to eat? Um, And there's also another point that I want to talk about, but I don't know a lot about it. I haven't done my research, so I don't really want to get into it. But um, in regards to long line fishing and tuna and the fishermen like lost their mind. And from an environmental perspective, to me, that part doesn't make any sense because it's kind of like adding to the problem of declining a species. You know, it's like we're not going to promote doing that. Um, that doesn't make any sense. So that needs to kind of come up and be looked at. But that's a whole nother issue. And I know there are people that are part of BOP and... that in my phone. Um, people that are part of BOP and um, part of governmental organizations that have good points. Um, I just hope they're going to be heard and going to be addressed. I really do. Um, but like I said, that's a lot of the issue that we have going on and, and the main problem with this, even if it goes through, is going to be how do we enforce this with legislation 
and um you know with policing it because it's a lot of illegal stuff that goes on her um you know adding jobs to it i think i mentioned earlier but i didn't finish my point is that there's no money to circulate for all of that like we can just easily give people more jobs but people don't have jobs at the minute because there's no there's no money to pay them so um there's a lot of financing that needs to go on because we would love to add jobs which will make the policing and the legislative um area a little bit easier but there's just uh no money for that for some reason um yeah and then having the right people in the right positions to maintain these decisions and make these decisions once they go through um so yeah i didn't go into detail about what the actual depth of the um blue economy strategy and marine spatial plan are about just because it's an extensive document but as i said i would urge you to go to bermudaoceanprosperity.org and have a look, all of the resources are there. They also have a survey for you to give your input and your feedback, um, all of the scientific maps that show you the areas that they want to protect. Um, they've divvied them up between highly protected, fully protected and managed. Um, so all of that is there. Um, I wasn't quite sure because I do know that they consulted the fishermen prior to doing the draft to figure out what areas they're fishing in. So they've not, um taking away the highly the areas that they go to most so i don't know what the problem is um but i'll have to dig into that a little bit more because i'm just not happy about it and they made a point about the like catching bait so i think the areas that they want to protect habitat wise are the areas that fishermen catch the bait and obviously if you can't if you don't have bait you can't fish for the, the bigger stuff so I, I get that point um, but it's just coming to a medium and then not coming in so hot, maybe asking questions for us and say, um, you know, what areas do you guys fish in instead of saying we're protecting this, this and this, um, you know, you can't do that there, you can't do that there. Maybe say, where do you fish to? And then from there, go around, which I'm pretty sure has been done. But because Bermuda is so volatile and everybody was whispering in everybody's ears, but Wednesday night happened, everybody just blew up and was like, you all are crazy, which is basically what they said. <laughs> they literally said it, you all are crazy. Um, you know, you're trying to take away all of the stuff and you don't actually fish. And yeah, but fishermen are always a, a strong, strong breed, you know, the, the headstrong. Um, so the, they're going to say what's on their mind. Plus, we're, we're Bermudian. I mean, just comes with the territory. But yeah, it was... Um, it was a mess. Um, my papa said apparently it wasn't as bad as it can get on Wednesday night. Apparently, you know, things get violent and, you know, people be swinging. But none of that happened. It was just a, a lot of words, um, a lot of anger, a lot of hostility. And they were all in agreement, um, which makes me think that there is something there that that's it's just something missing that we've got to look into. Um, but I myself am excited to see where this this um, plan goes. I think it needs to be altered um and relied on the public more for this to be implemented than the um looking at other countries and how they do it because like i said we get real excited here and we say oh well that person's doing that and that person's doing that we should try that here but we don't alter it in the best way to bermuda and as i said there are people making these decisions that aren't qualified if i may be plain and use layman's terms um to make these decisions uh, they may think they are because they're in that position, but they don't have the knowledge or the background and they're not open to other ideas, which tends to be a main problem as well. So I've listed a lot of problems. Um, hopefully there come solutions from these problems because there are easy ways to fix it. 
Uh, I just hope that the government and the people making these final decisions are in that place um, to, to take on the solutions, because if not, it's going to be a bloodbath. And I'll be sitting here with my mic and my podcast covering it all. <laughs> but anyway, that was it. Um, Instagram, I'm probably going to log out now because that was like a long rant. Um, but yeah, so that's how Wednesday night went, guys. Okay, I finally got to do the live and I'm going to finish up the podcast and get back to you guys later. Peace. If I figure out how to log out, that's always my problem. Like, how do I leave live? Aha. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> All right. Um. So, guys of the podcast. So that's kind of what's been going on. Um. I, as I said, I have a few more meetings left in the Ocean Village to discuss how this is gonna go. I'll probably. Sorry, I still have hiccups. Highlight. Um. <laughs> the the kind of final outcome of all of this it's kind of been um all over the place for everybody to understand you know a lot of company a lot of countries are in a political turmoil at the moment and bermuda is on the edge of one um you know it's it's really difficult it is and the people making these decisions have a a difficult road ahead of them and I wish them all the best because I'm not quite sure how they're gonna do it how they're gonna go about it, it it's it's hard it really is um so with all of that said I think I'm gonna wrap up this episode um feel free to put in the comments any questions you have or any points that you want to make yourself about what you think of um the Bermuda um Blue Prosperity Plan. As I said, the documents can all be found on BermudaOceanProsperity.org. And BOP stands for Bermuda Ocean Prosperity Program, as we covered already. Um, So, yeah, I feel like that's it. Um, As I said, I'm very excited to see the outcome of this and where it goes because we can't do nothing. You know, as I said, we're past that point. So I'm hoping that this does go through and that everybody reaches a happy medium and is able to, um, you know, cover all of the things that will help this fall through the cracks because we don't want that, you know, we want Bermuda and all of the island nations um, to last and live out time. I want the earth to last. (laughs) Um, So we got to start doing stuff now, guys. We really do. So um, as I said, you can find me at either my personal Instagram, A-O-M-R-R underscore O-8-11. So that's at Amore O-8-11. Or on my Facebook, Instagram business page. So that's choice.arrow. All right. um, That's it, guys. And thank you for having this conversation. I'll see you guys later. Bye.